0: We all know rent is getting more expensive throughout the country.
1: That's Abba Batarai, economics correspondent for The Post.
0: But Martine, let me just read to you a list of some of the cities where we're seeing this most dramatically. Austin, Texas rose 40 percent last year. New York City, 35 percent. Newark, New Jersey, 35 percent.
1: Abba says that the rising cost of rent is expected to drive up the high inflation that we're seeing this year.
0: Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 34 percent. Miami, 34 percent. West Palm Beach, 34 percent.
1: Abba, I have a lot of family in South Florida and I'm just like in physical pain for them when I see how expensive things have gotten there.
0: It is nuts. And when I talk to people from Florida, like everybody is like, we have so many New Yorkers moving here. We have so many like people from San Francisco moving here. Everybody just wants to live here and work from home. So I really feel for Floridians.
1: According to ABBA, all of this comes down to the fact that demand is exceeding supply. And so with rent going up and up, more and more people are facing hard decisions about whether they can make ends meet or if they should move out. From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Martine Powers. It's Thursday, February 10th. So, Abba, I know that we have talked about this with all of our friends and family anecdotally, but you have really crunched the numbers. And it is very true that rent is getting more expensive all around the country. Why is that?
0: Well, you know, during the pandemic, we've heard a lot about rising house prices. Early on, we started to see housing prices just totally skyrocket, but we've heard less about rents, and there's been a bit of a delayed reaction there. Um, and part of that is just because of the way the pandemic has played out. Early on, a bunch of people hunkered down together. Young adults, in particular, moved in with their parents at levels we hadn't seen since the Great Depression. And then last year, as things sort of started to go back to normal, all of those young adults started to branch out. They started to look for their own places. People who had been living with roommates decided, hey, you know, maybe I want a place of my own. It kind of became more of a necessity because of COVID and also because more people are working from home and it's harder to maybe, you know, be on Zoom all day when all of your roommates are doing the same thing. Um, And the third thing that led to rising demand, according to experts, is a rise in divorces, which means that instead of one home for a couple, you now need two. So all of those things created a lot more demand.
1: And what are some of the things that you're hearing from people that you've talked to who are struggling to figure out, like, how do I pay for housing when everything has gotten so expensive?
0: Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people got some sort of reprieve during the pandemic. There were rent freezes, there was rental assistance, things were pretty stable for a while. But now that people's leases are coming up for renewal, a lot of them say they're totally shocked. They were used to maybe their rent going up 3% or 6% a year. And all of a sudden, they're seeing 20, 30, 40, even in some cases, 60 or 70% increases when their rent is up for renewal. The people who are most impacted are lower-income Americans who have no choice. Um, You know, people who are wealthier were able to take advantage of very low interest rates and a booming housing market to buy a house in many cases, and they've seen their wealth just balloon as a result. Um, But the folks who are just kind of living paycheck to paycheck, who really have no other option but to rent, are the ones who are struggling. And in many markets, they're also being priced out by wealthier renters as people particularly white-collar workers, realize that they can work from anywhere, they're maybe moving from New York or San Francisco to places like Nashville or Tampa, and that's driving up the rental markets in those places as well. That's
1: interesting. So there's like this trickle-down effect that as houses get harder to buy, that that makes it more appealing for people who have who thought that they had the money to buy a house to instead just up for renting. And then that makes it more expensive for everybody else who was going to be renting in the first place.
0: Exactly. And on the flip side of that, when your rent goes up $500 or $1,000 a month, that's less money you can squirrel away for a down payment. So the prospect of home ownership just gets pushed down further for you as well.
1: What is the relationship between these rising rents and inflation? Like, is one driving
0: the other? Or are they just happening independently and it just sucks for everybody? This is a bit of a chicken and egg situation. Rents are rising. Inflation is going up. Those two things are linked in many ways. But it all comes down to Americans struggling to pay for everyday basics, including housing. And there's also a lag in the way that housing prices show up in the actual inflation numbers. So even though we're seeing listed rents across the country rise dramatically, a lot of that hasn't trickled in and isn't being factored into that 7% inflation number that we keep hearing about. And a lot of people think that we're only starting to see the tip of the iceberg um, in terms of rental prices getting factored into inflation. So it'll probably be later this year that we actually see how much of an impact these higher rents are having on people's spending decision and their spending power. When we think about inflation, that number is calculated based on many different items and services that the average household pays for, and housing makes up one third of that calculation. So it's a huge part of the inflation figure. Can you just
1: tell me about some of the conversations that you had with people who are in this moment of seeing their rent skyrocket and trying to figure out what to do?
0: I talked to people all over the country who have gotten sticker shock, for lack of a better word, when they see their rents up for renewal. Um, Many have said that their rents haven't gone up at all in the last year. And in the past, maybe they would go up 3 percent, 4 percent, 5 percent. And now all of a sudden, it's many multiples of that. Alexei Valentin, he is a doctoral student in Maryland who lives with his husband and all of a sudden found out that his rent was gonna be rising about three hundred dollars.
1: We'd come in two years ago at twelve hundred. It was up around thirteen something with change, and then we had this ridiculous amenity fee hacked on. And conveniently, it brought up our rent to what they were renting the renovated units for at $1,600.
0: They downsized from a one bedroom to a studio apartment in a neighboring county and say they were basically out of options. They started looking around when they saw that their rent was going up and found that everybody else was charging just as much. I was also struck by the number of people who said that their community had some sort of rent freeze in place during the pandemic, but that their building had kept raising their monthly fee by tacking on amenity costs and just random new charges for things like air filters or trash collection that would have normally been included in their rent. So even if their rent wasn't going up per se, they were paying a lot more every month. And then add to that a new round of rent increases. And all of a sudden, we're talking like four or $500 a month.
1: And so we had to pay amenity fees for things like the gym and the movie theater that was in the business center in the leasing office, none of which we could access during the lockdown period of COVID. Those fees started to go up. It had originally been... Like 50 bucks a month, maybe 70 bucks a month. And then slowly but surely, it was 100 bucks a month. And then it was 200. After the break, we'll talk about what help there could be for people who are struggling to pay their rent. We'll be right back. So is there any help for people who are in these situations of seeing their their rent go through the roof instantly?
0: The Biden administration has signaled that rent affordability and housing affordability on the whole is a primary priority for them. They've started to reallocate some of the unused money from initial emergency rental assistance they passed early in the pandemic. So it's now trickling down to the city's where people need it the most to pay for rent and utilities, things like that. And President Biden has also promised to add about 100,000 affordable homes in the next three years. And that's a mix of rentals as well as homes for purchase.
1: Did you hear from anyone who had any success in negotiating with their landlords over rent or if there were any tactics or advice you heard about what to do if you're in the situation of your landlord telling you, look, you're going to have to pay 50 percent more or you're not going to live here anymore?
0: I did talk to some people who had successfully negotiated their rents, um, maybe from a 30 percent increase to about 25 percent. So nothing dramatic, but they were able to um bridge the gap a little bit. And what I would suggest is that perhaps you make the case. If your rent is going up, go to your landlord and say, hey, I've been living here for a while. I'm a good tenant. There is a cost associated with cleaning out a place and waiting to find a new tenant. So maybe there is some wiggle room there.
1: So is there a sense that this is somewhat of a bubble and that maybe a year from now we'll see rents starting to back off again and to become more normal? Or is there a real sense that this is just going to keep going indefinitely?
0: Some of this will subside. I mean, some of the issues we've seen with supply go back to construction problems during the pandemic. There's been a shortage of labor. There's been a shortage of construction materials. And so a lot of the housing that was supposed to hit the market in 2020 and 2021 hasn't quite made it yet. So as that stabilizes, we will start to see supply and demand balance out a bit. But I think there is still a sense that once rents in particular start to rise, they don't necessarily go back down very quickly. And so these initial hikes may be here to stay for a while.
1: Abba, thank you so much. Thank you. Abba Batarai is an economics correspondent for The Post. This story was produced by Jordan Marie Smith. And that's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. Today's show was mixed by Sean Carter. It was edited by Alexis Diao and Maggie Penman. As we come up on the two-year anniversary of the coronavirus pandemic here in the US, we've been thinking a lot about how our bodies and our relationships with our bodies have changed during the last two years. Like maybe you got COVID and that has manifested in your body in surprising ways, or maybe you started exercising or stopped. Maybe you stopped dyeing your hair or embraced hair loss or had a baby and saw your body change through that. We want to hear from you. Send us a voice memo at postreports at And thanks. I'm Martine Powers. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post.